The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. It's not something you turn on and off. You wake up in faith. You live your day in faith. You lie down and go to sleep at night in faith. You abide in faith. Now here in Daniel chapter 3, we see with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that they were actually cast into this burning fire furnace. And they were cast into this burning fire furnace in a very violent way. Nebuchadnezzar chose three of his most mighty men of valor from his army. And they bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In other words, they tied them up. And then they immediately cast them into the fiery furnace that he had commanded to be heated seven times hotter than it was usually heated. In fact, the fire was so intense. The fire was so strong. It slew the three mighty men of valor, but it didn't touch Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is why Psalm says a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come nigh you. And so don't expect for everything that's happened to everybody else to happen to you. Because you don't have any other God before him. Huh? So they cast into the fiery furnace. But they never denied their faith. They continued in undeniable faith. And there are three levels of that undeniable faith that we see here. While they're in the burning fiery furnace, three levels. Oh, I got three fingers up. I had four first. Three levels. <laughs> three levels of undeniable abiding faith. Abiding undeniable faith. There's three levels. The first level was when they told the king, we're not, caref we're, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. And so they went on to say that we have faith in the power of God. We have faith in the power of God. How can your faith be undeniable when you have faith in the power of God. The same one who created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything therein is, and everything under the sea. He created it all. They wanted him to know, first of all, we have faith in the power of God. How did they express that? They said to the king, our God is able, he is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace. They said, we got faith in the power of God. We just can't talk about the power of God, sing about the power of God. What about believing for the power of God, especially when you're in the time of need? These young men were in the time of need. And they said, we're not compromising. We have faith in the power of God. Our God is Abel. In Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, the Bible says, when Abraham was 99 years old, I need you to get this. 
when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared unto him and he said to Abraham, he says, I am the almighty God. Now walk before me and be perfect. In other words, walk before me and be blameless. What was God saying to him? God was saying, Abraham, Abraham, you cannot have any other God before me, even if it's your wife. Now in chapter 16, Abraham made a tactical mistake. God had made him a promise, a promise of a child that would be born. He had made him a promise of a special seed that would come forth from his wife, even though they were past the age of childbearing. Abraham compromised by listening to the voice of Sarah. When Sarah said, go in and take my maid Hagar and, and give me a child by her. Abraham compromised at that moment, thinking that this would bring forth the manifestation of God's promise. So now in chapter 17, God appears to him and says, I am the almighty God. And that word there is El Shaddai, two words, El Shaddai. The word El mean the strong and mighty one. Shaddai means the fully breasted one. So what was God saying to Abraham? God was saying to him, I am the strong and mighty one and there's no one stronger than me. And I am the fully breasted one. I will care for you as a mother cares for her nursing child. And if I said something to you, you can stand on it and you never have to deny it. This is the faith that Abraham didn't have at that point. The Chetrach, Meshach, and Abednego certainly had in the burning fiery furnace. They had faith in the power of God. They believed that God was able to deliver them, but Abraham had a slip in his belief that God was able to bring forth the son because his wife was past childbearing age. I'm telling you, we need to understand that God is God. If the God is not God, then we need to stop serving him and serve our gods. But he says, you shall not have no other gods before me. Remember, Jesus said, all power, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And he said that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Last week I quoted from Ephesians chapter 3, the 20th verse. Now God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. So even when you think, well, I don't see how this is going to happen. You see, you're trying to figure it out. You see, when you begin to explain it away, you're trying to reconcile it. You don't need to explain it. You don't need to figure it out. You don't need to reconcile it. You need to wait on the one who made you the promise because he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Glory to God. So they said, we have faith in the power of God. That was the first level of their abiding, undeniable faith. Then the second level, they went on to say, yes, we have faith. 
we believe God is able. And here's the second level. They went on to say, and he will deliver us. He will deliver us. Why? He is the true and living God. All your gods are false gods. This gold image that you set up is nothing but metal and clay. He will deliver us. So they were saying we have faith in the promise of God. Do you have faith in the promise of God? Or have you put a time limit on it? You place the statute of limitations on it, run out. Do you have faith in the promise of God? And when you truly have faith in the promise of God, you don't deny that faith. You don't deny that promise because of time. When God is not a God of time in the first place, he's a God of eternity. God made you a promise and you've been waiting on it for, in Abraham's case, it was 99 years. That's not too late. In fact, God would manifest that promise right on time. Just like he did, he, Isaac was born right on time. Glory to God. But do you have faith in the promise of God? When they say God will deliver us, they're saying we have faith in the promise of God. He will deliver us. He will deliver us. Psalms 34 says, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamp round about them that fear him and he will deliver them. God says, I'll deliver you if I have to send an angel. God will send an angel. If you refuse to deny your faith, have that undeniable faith, God said, I'll send an angel. Glory to God. And last week from that same Psalms, not only did God say, I'll send an angel, he says, when the righteous cries out, I hear and I will deliver them. Then he went on to say many other afflictions of the righteous. But I will deliver him out of them all. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood on those promises that God is able and God will deliver us. So they said we got faith in the promise of God. We got faith. We got faith in the power of God, the promise of God. But they went on to say... Now, here's that third level of undeniable faith, abiding undeniable faith. Remember, now, this thing got to live in you, got to abide in you. The third level was, but if not. But if not. See, a lot of folk, when they came to but if not, they stopped believing God. They stopped following God. They stopped coming to church. They stopped tuning in to this worship service. When it came to, but if not. Is he God or isn't he? And if he's God, we need to allow him to be God. But no, we want to supplant his Godship and we want to usurp ours that you're going to do it when I want you to do it, when I expect you to do it, how I want you to do it, and when and where I want you to do it. But that's not undeniable faith. Undeniable faith knows that you can have faith in the promise of God. Faith in the power of God. But it also knows, but if not, but if not, I'm still going to have faith in the character of God because there's no other God. That's the point, beloved. There is no other God. So, but if not, they're in a burning fire furnace. 
That's what they're threatened with. And they said, we have faith in the power of God, faith in the promise of God. But if not, if he chooses not to deliver us, we still ain't going to serve your gods or worship the gold image you have set up. So what are they really saying here? Remember now, there are three men bound. Three. Jesus taught us something about the power of two and three. Matthew chapter 18, the 20th verse. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. They were bound together in that burning fiery furnace. And guess what happened? The Lord showed up. He sent an angel. He sent himself. Nebuchadnezzar looked into that burning fire furnace and he said to his, his soldiers, he said, did we not cast three men into the fire? True, O king. He says, well, I see four men walking loose in the fire and they're not hurt. And the form of the fourth man, it appears to be like the son of God. That was a fulfillment of that promise. God is always with us. God doesn't abandon us. This is why he can say, have no other gods before me. Glory to God. He'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He'll never leave you, nor forsake you. And that cannot ever be denied. Never, ever deny that fact that God will never leave you nor forsake you. But if not, you've been believing God for healing. You've been believing God for finances. Believing God for a new house, a new car, a new job, whatever the case is. You've been believing God because you believe in the power of God. You believe in the promise of God you've been standing on in the word of God. But what happens if God doesn't manifest it? At least when you think it should be manifested. When you have undeniable faith, your faith never expires. Your faith never tires. Your faith never gives up. Your attitude is, I'm going to continue to serve God, believe him, stand on his word, even if he don't come through when I think he should come through. There's a scripture in Isaiah chapter 46, the 10th verse. That says that God declares the end before the beginning. Don't miss this. God declares the end before the beginning. And from the ancient times, those things that have not yet happened. For the Lord says, my counsel will stand. And all, and I will do all of my good pleasure. This is the attitude of God. My counsel shall stand. And I will do all of my good pleasure. And I'm not going to let you, 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 or anybody else get in the way of my plan and purpose. Because my plan and purpose is perfect for your life. You're crying and moaning because something didn't happen when you thought it should happen. But he says, I knew the end before the beginning. And even the ancient, from ancient times, I know about all those things that haven't even happened yet. Because my counsel shall stand. And all of my pleasures I will do. See, his ways, Romans eleven thirty three says his ways are way past finding out. See, we want to put him in a little box, say we get him all figured out. 
No, 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 no. His ways are past finding out. And so undeniable faith is there's only one true and living God. And whatever happens when I'm believing in his power, whatever happens when I'm believing in his promise. But if it doesn't happen, I know my life is in good hands. I know the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. That was undeniable faith. Undeniable faith. In the fire. And if you're in the fire, you better have undeniable faith. But undeniable faith in the fire is plainly visible and it's plainly true. You can see it and others can see it. Verse 23 here in chapter 3 of Daniel. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, oh my God, fell down in the midst of the burning fire furnace. What do you do when you find yourself in the midst of a burning fire furnace? What do you do when you fall into those dire temptations that are so hard, so horrendous, so unbearable, so painful? What do you do? Do what these three Hebrew boys did. When they were cast into the fire, what did they do? They continue. They refuse to deny their faith. They continue to display undeniable faith. How did they do that? They fell down on their knees. When we're overwhelmed with the circumstances of life, when we're overwhelmed with any situation, and we've been believing God, standing on his word, and it seems like the tide is turned against us, it's time to fall down. We fall down. In other words, we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, and in due season, he will exalt us. For God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We got to learn how to fall down. Fall down, and you're falling down on the promise. It's one thing to stand on the promise, but we got to learn how to fall down on that promise as well. We fall down. In closing, in closing, let me share with you just a few things. A few things I jotted down about undeniable faith. Undeniable faith. Well, first of all, undeniable faith is not foolish or presumptuous. I want to say it again. Undeniable faith is not foolish or presumptuous. Shadrach and Meshach did not say to Nebuchadnezzar, okay, you're bad. Go ahead and cast us into the fire and see what happened to you. And see what happens. That would have been foolish. That would have been presumptuous. You see, God promises to deliver us. He promised to heal us and make us whole. But he never promised that if you foolishly or presumptuously make yourself sick, that he's going to deliver you from that one. They weren't foolish or presumptuous about this. They were just living their body in faith. See, it's one thing to have faith. There's another thing to be foolish or presumptuous about it. Don't tell them you got faith. And because you have faith in the power of God, you're going to go to a, a, the zoo and pet 
a lion or a tiger. Because the Bible says I have dominion over all creeping things. Well, you go on and creep with that thing. Huh? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to mind my own business. Because I want to have faith that if I fall into something, something come against me unawares. I want to have faith in the power of God. I want to have faith in the promise of God. But if not, I know God is still in control of my life. So undeniable faith isn't foolish or presumptuous. And undeniable faith doesn't resist the fire. It doesn't resist the fire. It fall down in the midst of the fire. James chapter 1 says, when you fall, my, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into the diverse temptation. That doesn't sound like resistance to me. It's just counted all joy. In other words, don't fight the temptation, the trial, the test. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Just fall down and humble yourselves before God. So undeniable faith doesn't, doesn't resist the fire. It falls down in the midst of the fire. The other thing is the undeniable faith about undeniable faith. If you don't deny your faith in God, God won't deny you. Let me say it again. If you don't deny your faith in God, God won't deny you, especially when you're in the fire. Then last but not least, I hope you're ready for this. God doesn't deliver you from the fire. That's not what we see here in Daniel. God doesn't deliver you from the fire. God delivers you in the midst of the fire. He delivers you in the fire. That's when God lived, uh, delivers us. So when we fall into something, God can deliver us in the midst of that something. There can be victory in the fire. Isn't that what Shadrach, Meshach is teaching us more than anything else? That there can be victory in the fire if you are not careful to answer the matter of whatever, the threat, the temptation, the test, but you stand on the word of God, said, I will have no other God before the true and living God. We oftentimes, we allow our circumstances, things we go through, they become a God to us because they're so painful They bring so much pressure in our lives. All of a sudden, we're focusing more on that problem. Focusing more on that test, that trial. It's preoccupying our mind. And anything that grabs your attention like that, anything that feels your attention like that, that's a God. And God says, you shall have no other gods before me. I'm not going to let my circumstance become a God to me. I'm going to become a God over it. Psalms 82 verse 6, have you not read that you are gods? See, those to whom the word of God has come, they are gods, they're little g's. And we need to walk in our Godship. We need to emulate our Father in heaven. The same thing he told Abraham, Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. He says, I am the almighty God, not the almost mighty God, but I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Abraham's blame was compromise. What is your blame? Do you have 
undeniable faith. Let us pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for giving each of us the measure of faith. Thank you for the grace you give to allow our faith to grow and get strong. Lord, we want not just unshakable faith, we want undeniable faith. Regardless of what the situation is. Lord, we're not going to resist it. We're going to fall down the midst of it, humble ourselves before you. We're not going to deny you. We shall have no other gods before you. For you and you alone are God. Help us to be bold, fearless, like the three Hebrew boys were. Help us to get out, get out away from the habit of trying to figure things out, trying to explain it away. Help us accept that you are God. You know the end before the beginning. Your counsel shall stand. And all of your good pleasure shall you do. God, I thank you for your good pleasure for my life, for the lives of those in this service today, the lives of those that are viewing this service. I thank you for your good pleasure. You have a perfect plan and purpose for our lives. And even when you don't come and manifest yourself when we think you ought to, give us undeniable faith to believe you're still there. You're in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Lord, you, you're with us in our sickness. You're with us in our distress. You're with us in our lack. You're with us in whatever our need is. You're there with us. And we shall have no other gods before you. Thank you for victory in the fire. Thank you for undeniable faith. Glory to God. Now, beloved, if you're listening to this worship service and you have a major peace with Almighty God, there's only one way to do that. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by me. God loves you. He really does. And all God wants you to do is accept Jesus Christ as Son who was offered on Calvary's cross for you he was offered as an atonement for our sins. Not only my sins and your sins, but the sin of the whole world. And God says, if you simply just confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, you shall be saved. You see, with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. And you never let yourself or anyone deny the faith in your heart. But with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That includes you. That includes you. That includes all of us. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Thank you for being part of the service today and continue beloved to fight the good fight of faith. And remember this. Faith worketh by love. That's right. Love one another. Faith worketh by love. Walk in love and have faith in God. 
Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.